So we've been working our way through the book Revelation for a while now, and we finally come to the point where the vision of John has lifted him above the city of God, and now he has a bird's eye view of that holy city. And throughout this series, these visions of John have been for us a gathering of lessons for a full life in Christ. And today's reading does not disappoint. You know, the scriptures strike each of us in so many different ways. It's common that no two people will have exactly the same take. And this is what makes our Bible so long-lived. We read a passage one year, and then when it appears again in our cycle of readings, we are different people. We have lived Our lives have changed. We're just simply not the same as we were three years ago. And so the meaning changes with us as we grow in Christ Jesus. And so when I read this passage again for our time together, I kept returning to this image of the Lord's Prayer. The idea of thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we read this passage from Revelation, we realize that heaven is so different from our cultural norms, where more is always, always deemed to be better. The city of God is shown in this book, Revelation, is full, to be sure, but what it lacks is also stunning. Now, should we read carefully, there is no temple, no sun, no moon, no gates that are shut, no night, no misaligned behaviors. Not even the tree of the knowledge of good and evil remains. We come to a very stark comparison between the here and now and our eternal home. And what is unexpectedly comforting is that I have a real sense of calm when I read this. So when I was a kid, my family moved roughly about every five years or so. My father became this great fixer within the corporation he worked for for so long. He would just come home, these were the days, when he would just kind of come home and simply announce to us that we were destined for New Orleans or Houston or Atlanta, and off we go, right? I'd like to try to get away with that, with Norland now. I don't think it would fly, (laughs) but that's not part of this. But before we would actually move, there was this great purge of possessions that at one time seemed so important for us to have. But my father, he liked to move clean, as he would say. It strikes me as similar, that when we come to that time where we move to our permanent home, all the things that separate us as human beings are left behind. And what we arrive into across that far Jordan is utterly complete with God. God provides for all of our needs, even now. 
Much of what we believe is important and necessary for the good life doesn't seem to show up in John's vision. But what is depicted? What is depicted? Are the elements that draw us together as a people of God. Now it's clear that there are resurrected people. But no churches, no temples, no mosques. Because we will be worshiping the Almighty with the Almighty. No need for light because God's glory will supply it in abundance. Gates will not exist because we will be together in the safest place imaginable. Resurrected people will seemingly behave in God's country. Whatever we know now is road rage or snarky people will be resurrected right out of all those who come to the new Jerusalem. This is an amazing vision when one ponders the implications of it. And yet, we do live in the here and now. And I'm grateful that the Lord's Prayer acknowledges we live in troubled times and that there is remediation to do if we are to have just a little bit of heaven down here on earth. And I actually think that it's through the Lord's Prayer that we get a little better handle on how to do this, bring a little heaven to earth in the meantime. And isn't this the whole point of Jesus' ministry on earth? To show us a vision of God based on love and grace and forgiveness. These are such large concepts and often so difficult to naturally come by in the wild that love, grace, and forgiveness can seem almost out of reach at times. And yet these are the very things that our Lord Christ taught. These elements are central to our ability to see Christ in the world and to see others as having Christ within them. And that's why they constitute such a bulk of our discipleship as followers of Christ. You see, if we want the peace that passes all understanding in our hectic lives, if we desire just a little more heaven on this side of the veil, humans are invited to offer a little more love and grace and forgiveness in our own lives. And so here's the thing. We're going to fail at this on occasion. But like all skills, we can learn and pray our way to the other side of our failures. We have Christ as our rock and our salvation. We have his words in scripture. Because we are human, Christ can seem so far away from us at times. We actually have faithful people we can emulate in our own parish, right here at St. Michael. And you see, this is what community is all about. We are bound by our faith in Christ Jesus, 
called together in service to those who are struggling outside of these walls and inside, thinking perhaps just a little less of ourselves so we can give more of ourselves to God. You see, this is the path to the city of God in John's vision, a place of plenty, of acceptance, a place where we will lay our burdens by, a place for which we long, a city where our purpose is finally and fully complete. And so the invitation is to take your readings home and even open up the book of Revelation to this particular chapter. Read the whole thing. Get this image of the new Jerusalem in your mind. And don't listen to me. Think about how God has gifted you to bring just a little more of that here in this world.